Welcome to another Dorkomotive Shortomotive with Brian Loans. This time we're telling the quick and dirty story of the Million Dollar Demolition Derby. Held inside the LA Coliseum in 1973, some people called it a spectacle, some people called it a ripoff, and some people called it the end of Western civilization as we know it. This is the story of how it all went down, burning Rolls Royces and all. So the Million Dollar Demolition Derby is one of my favorite wacky stories because unless you've actually read the newspaper clippings or seen the photos, you'd never actually believe that it happened. J.C. Edgeganian was a guy who was the promoter and owner of Ascot Park, which was a very famous racetrack in California. He was also the first guy that actually had one of Evil Knievel's jumps televised from his facility. And for that, he and Knievel had a pretty good partnership, a pretty good working relationship for many years. In 1973, Evil Knievel is one of the most famous men in the world. It is impossible to overplay how famous Knievel was at this point. And his fame would peak a year later in 1974 when he failed to go over the Snake River Canyon. When that rocket made it to the top of its uh, the top of its launch and then started back to the earth, that was basically the trajectory that Evil Knievel's popularity took. But at this moment in 1973, there is quite literally nobody bigger on the planet than Evil Knievel. We're talking sports stars, everybody else. So Evil Knievel plans a jump inside the L.A. Coliseum. That's how big this dude was. Had the jack to rent the L.A. Coliseum. They were expecting like 100,000 people to show up or 50,000, some exorbitant amount of people they were expecting to show up. For the undercard of this jump, Edgeganian got together with some of his buddies and they came up with this idea for the world's richest demolition derby. And not just because of the prize, which was $7,000 at the time, which was a pretty uh, large sum to be paying anybody to win anything in 1973, let alone a demo derby. To spruce things up and to get that million-dollar ticket, the million-dollar tagline they gave it, the cars involved in this thing included a Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud, a Cadillac Eldorado, a Lincoln Continental Mark IV, as well as 27 other late-model sedans. Spicing things up even greater than that, he included professional race car drivers like Parnelli Jones, Mario Andretti, Al Unser, and Bobby Unser to compete in this thing. And as it would turn out, it actually came down to two kind of pedestrian names and two pedestrian cars. The two cars that were left were a 1973 Ford LTD and a 1972 Mercury station wagon, both driven by demolition derby specialists, if you will. The guy who won the money was named Ken McCain, and McCain actually, if he didn't make his living at demolition derby, he was basically a pro demolition derby driver. The other guy that was left was also a guy who fought his way to the end and was an experienced demolition derby competitor as well. His name was Tom Zumwald, and he was driving the station wagon, which ultimately got knocked out. The real highline stories here, though, are these two. The first one goes down to the Rolls-Royce, because the Rolls-Royce was being driven by Bobby Unser, the IndyCar racer, the guy who had succeeded you know, at Pikes Peak. The Unser family, just kind of in the quilt of American performance motoring, is the Unser family. Well, very early on in the Demo Derby, Unser gets this thing stuck on a hay bale, and then the motor quit. And the Rolls Royce's starter then quit as he was trying to spin the motor over to get it started. So as he is marooned on this hay bale, guys like Parnelli Jones and Mario Andretti take every chance they can get to just drive into the now wayward and stuck Rolls Royce. Now when a small window opened up for him to get out, uh, Unser gets out of the car. And again, and like most demolition derbies, the fuel tanks have been removed from these cars and there is a five-gallon um, gas can that is inside the center of the vehicle to be protected so you're not going to have a fire. Well, that was actually the perfect thing that Unser needed because he pulled the fuel line out of the 
gas bucket, spread some fuel around, and then took his Zippo cigarette lighter, lit it, and threw it inside the car. And there are a lot of photos of a burning Rolls Royce that you can find on the internet from this demolition derby. The fire didn't start because of the hit. It started because Bobby Unser was pissed and he wanted to set the car on fire, and so he did. They drew about 25,000 people to this event, and the major hook to bring him in outside of the Demolition Derby was that Evil Knievel was going to jump 50 cars. That's what they said. Evil Knievel will jump 50 cars at the L.A. Coliseum in February of 1973. Well, the event had gotten postponed because of weather or other circumstances, so there was already a reduction in the crowd. They did not get the sellout they expected. They got the 25,000 people that paid about 8 bucks a head to get in. All told, they claimed to have had 200000 in their promotion, so they came up short on ticket sales, but they made their money because ABC paid for the rights to broadcast this jump on Wide World of Sports. So they did make a couple of bucks, just not what they thought. And about that car jump, it was 50 cars, but it was 50 cars that were kind of stacked up. They weren't in a line. They basically made some stacks and put the cars up, and, you know, I couldn't do it, and you probably couldn't do it, but for Evil Knievel, this was a relatively easy walk in the park for a jump. The funniest part of this whole thing is Knievel's quotes in the LA, or rather in the New York Times, and the story that was written on February 20th, 1973, is absolute gold. So to quote from the end part of the story, the author begins, Well, evil made it. Afterward, he stood in his white racing leathers on top of the ramp and majestically addressed the crowd who surged out of the stands to gather at his feet. He quotes Evil Knievel. As I came down that ramp, I could feel everyone's good wishes and their prayers. I don't think anybody in L.A. came here to see me die, he said. One dark-haired teenager cupped his hands around his mouth, leaned towards Evil, and shouted vehemently, You're dead wrong, buddy. You're dead wrong. <laughs> How 1973 is that? You can hear the kid yelling. You can see the crowd with their shoulders slumped, kind of leaving with let down that they didn't really see what they wanted to see. They basically saw a demolition derby with a bunch of late model cars, and people were furious about the implications of this demolition derby. They thought that it was so, so wasteful. They thought it was going to be the you know the beginning of the end of Western civilization, and even Ajigani himself kind of said that he was playing into that uh, kind of playing into that whole role, and that he kind of embraced it because it brought them publicity. They had spray-painted on the side of these cars that drove them around L.A. This car will be destroyed at the L.A. Coliseum on X date. So it did draw some people, not as much as they expected. It did draw some money, not as much as they expected. And it did draw some smashed-up cars, including one Rolls-Royce driven by Bobby Unser. I'm not sure if Mario Andretti, Parnelli Jones, or Al Unser ever competed in another demo derby, but I can tell you that they did once in the L.A. Coliseum in 1973, and that is this Short Automotive by the Dorkomotive Podcast. I'm Brian Loans. Stick with me until next time.